Hey, welcome. This is Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon. And our title today is Don't Let the Enemy Mess With You. Yes. Because he wants, if you're a believer, he's going to try to mess with you. And you got to be prepared. Actually, this could be like another part of spiritual warfare. Well, it is to, it is it to is. a large extent because... You know, but I we're mean, focusing on some of his um, his ploys, his plan, how he works. Of course, this is not an exhaustive list because we're just two people, and he's been around since the beginning. So he knows people well, and he knows how to trick us. So if we don't know the Word of God, we're going to be tricked. Right. And that might prove horrible, you know, so. Yeah. I'm, before we get started on that, I want to... I wanna, bring something up here and people have asked me before and um i do not believe that satan can take your salvation no i don't believe that he can take any of that away from you but he can take your testimony he can take your witness and he can make your life miserable if you let him if you let him that's the if key. you if do you not defend him. yourself the way you're supposed to defend ourselves um then he can still make us miserable and in taking away our witness it can be someone else's I will salvation that is at, at risk because yes. we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. Well, let's just start with that verse. I just asked you to find for me John eight forty four. Jesus is talking to the the bad Pharisees. Mm-hmm. You are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Hmm. So that's pretty uh that's pretty plain, you know. I mean he's that's all he is. He's not some glamorous ooh, I can be super powerful in the spiritual realm if I uh link arms with Satan. You know, there are people who believe that. They think if they get Satan on their side they can use his power, but that is just a joke too. He's just using them. Well, he doesn't he has, care about any he has people. Power, but he doesn't care about anyone and his power is limited strictly to the earth. And then there's that one verse, Angel are, of Light. Right, but we yeah. are called to be contesting against him. We're called to be fighting against him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I got... Give me a verse. First Peter 5, 8. Okay. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion waiting for someone to... or looking for someone to devour. That is interesting because roaring lion, he's using sound, things we hear... So we might hear from other people or our own selves, like condemning thoughts or or accusing thoughts about ourselves or about other people, and that's just the enemy instigating that stuff. God never condemns, and he never accuses. I mean, he's the, he's the father of accusing, too. I mean, mm-hmm. God doesn't work that way. That's the devil. And I did write down a couple, like uh, three different ways we can go along with the devil. I mean, I know nobody wants to do that, right. these believers. We don't um, intentionally do it. Yeah, but sometimes we, we do. We have to be careful that we don't unintentionally. Yes, we have to be alert. That is that what you just read? Be of sober mindset and alert. Right. Be so, alert and a sober mind. Talking about you need to look at things because, as they are. Well, yeah, and if, you know, um, right now, today, I just, I was deer hunting. I got a deer. It's hanging out in the yard right now. If you had, if you knew there was a dangerous predator around, mm-hmm. you would change your behavior. Right. 
you would make sure you were armed. You mm-hmm. would not walk somewhere in the dark or someplace where you couldn't defend yourself. You would not, you know, you would always be prepared in case something were to happen. Right. That's what Peter is saying. I think here is he's it. there, so yes. we have to be. We have to be. We're not respecting him, but we have to be cognizant of the fact that there is a threat. Yeah. And if you know there's a threat and you don't do anything about it, shame on you. And he tries, the devil tries to do it so subtly we don't realize it's him. Or, and just well, the devil and the enemy and tries the to demons. Confuse us or, or things, yeah. And, I mean, if someone is, let's say someone is a hunter, they'll use lures, they'll use decoys. Traps. They'll use traps. They'll make things look really, really appealing to get your attention to go some someplace Bait. where they're going to get you. Right. Yeah. And Satan does the same thing. Yeah, yeah. He okay. does, he does. He's a predator. That's what he is. Now Ephesians six, where he says, "Let me read that." This is something we always have to remember every single day. For our stru- uh, six twelve, for our yes. struggle is not against flesh and blood, meaning against people, right. but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness in the heavenly places. Now he's going to make you think. Your struggle is against other people, especially that certain person that annoys you all the time. But he used here's three things I wrote down. These aren't these are scriptural, but they're not. They don't have scripture in them, but they do. That you find this in scripture. He uses ordinary people to create his chaos and let the other deal with the fallout. He's he's he uses misunderstandings a lot. Mm-hmm. He uses impressions. He uses uh, looks people give you, like somebody might not even be looking at you really they might be looking past you but he'll look he'll use that and say oh they don't like you or he just uses subtle things and if we grab hold of it and believe it he will take us down some tunnel where we're in despair or in revenge mode or something and that's why that that passage you read from ephesians is so important to understand we're not battling against people yeah, and if someone's being used by Satan to, like you Pray said, make yeah. you miserable, whatever, take it in context. Look at that context there. Right. The context is that we are not at battle with that person. That person may think they're at battle with us, but we're not at battle with that person. So don't take it personally. Um, of but course, you, you use do, yeah. you use discernment, and you may need to isolate yourself from that person. You may need to separate yourself out. You may need to do things like that. But remember that any of those feelings that you get that are negative towards another human being are not coming from God. Right. They're not coming from God. Oh. So separate yourself from those feelings, too. It's natural. We all have them. But we have to make sure that we can step back. If you can't step back, that's when you're going to get caught. Yep. And then also, I, I actually put two together here when I was okay. reading it. Uh, when I started, he uses ordinary people. And this other part, he makes the trouble look totally unspiritual, so you won't know it's him. Oh. It'll just look like ordinary troubles. But even in those ordinary troubles, he can be working. And so uh, your car doesn't start. I'm not saying everything's from the devil, but uh, everything in life is spiritual. I mean, God doesn't separate uh, secular and spiritual like we do. I mean... All life is holy. And so you have to, you need, we all need to remember the spiritual aspect of life as we go through it. Because um, 
it, it might not be an attack from the enemy, but it might be. So we just need to be have our be what, aware. antenna up. Don't assume that everything is an attack, but right. be aware that that's a possibility. And it could become an attack because maybe it didn't start that way, but the devil can see that you're mad and angry and furious. He'll use or that to... Or if we surrender something to him that we shouldn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We could give over our yes. power, our, our strength, our conviction. We give him a foothold. Oh, what is that? Be angry, but sin not. Wait, and uh, don't give a f- some about don't give a foothold to the enemy. And um, see, oh, another one. Whenever we here's one that I think we all probably every single person in the world has fallen prey to this at one time or another, unless you're a baby, and then you're probably not listening anyway. But if you're listening, you probably have because we're humans. Whenever we listen to gossip and believe it, we're going along with the devil. That's what I, th- I mean. Gossip is poison, and we all can fall into gossip even when we don't want to. Because you're with a group of people, especially if you're wor- with a group of people at work, and they're kind of complaining, and then they bring up, you know, what so and so did, and there might be truth in it. But oh, we need to learn how to stop gossip in the butt. Yeah, bud, <laughs> the butt too, I guess. Well, that that. F- Devil a foothold thing. I want to read that. Yeah, read that, read that, read that. What is it? Read the whole thing in context here because it's Ephesians 4, 27. But 26 and 27 go together. It says, in your anger, do not sin. Okay. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, comma, and do not give the devil a foothold. Mm -hmm. So I think there's something to be said there because um, in your anger, not saying you can't be angry, but don't sin in your anger and don't let the sun go down. In other words... Don't holding a grudge, yeah. stewing on it, running things through your mind that something that made you angry is going to just give the devil a foothold to start pushing his way into th- right. to a relationship or to a situation that he doesn't deserve. Another thing is if there's a person you're avoiding, like, not saying like if there is a person that's been in your life that's very unhealthy to be around for you, that's different. That's the, right. But if there's just someone that you're a little mad at or... You just don't want to see that person because maybe there's a conflict you need to resolve. That is the devil choose helping you to avoid that person because God is well, in the business of reconciliation. And it's gonna cause it's gonna cause that dwelling again. Yeah. Don't dwell on the negative. Just fight the, the bullet and go. Seek the positive. Yeah. And if you're not if you don't get a positive response back when you're trying to be positive, that's all right. You can yeah. walk away from it. Yeah. You can walk away from it. But then you have peace in it because you made your attempt. Yes. And just let it go. Yeah, just let you it know, go. Jesus ta- told his disciples, you know, if anyone rejects you, shake your shake the dust off your sandals and walk away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And shaking the dust off your sandals means let it go. Yeah. Don't take it with you. I walk will away say completely. Sometimes, break. sometimes it's a process of letting go, though. Of course. Because there's some healing that has to be done through that process. And I think sometimes... Like, if there is an issue, and you've dealt with it the best you can, and you're asking God to heal you, sometimes that healing takes a little bit, just because things take time. But you should, if it is a situation, you should be seeing it get better and better if you're not dwelling on it or, or have a grudge. You know, it might take a little bit, but it will. if it's getting better, then you're going on the right track. All right, here. And we must not, here's something that 
is another foothold mm-hmm. that we can give him a foothold. We must not seek to justify ourselves or try to sway people who have believed gossip about us. God will sort it out for us. Truth always comes out. Right. So if if you've heard that these people are saying bad things about you, then you could get caught up trying to tell people, no, I'm not like that. No, I'm like it. That's another play for it's the day. Easy, it's easy for us to turn that into an attack against someone else's character. Right. And that's not what God calls us to do, and that's not what we're intended to do in those situations either. I think one of the things, I've, I found a really neat um, thing here on Crosswalk. Okay. Uh, crosswalk.com. Um, let's see if I can find an author here. I always want to give credit. Alicia Purdy. Okay. And she came up with five things to do. Um Five things that we can do that will help us to resist. Okay, Satan. Yes. Okay. And um, I'm just, I'll use a few of them here and there. But things like use fighting words. If Mm. you look in the Bible, if you know the word, first of all, as you said, the father of all lies. Mm -hmm. If Satan is the father of all lies, the the only truth, the only absolute truth, the only Things that are really true in this world are the word is the word of God. Mm-hmm. So Satan can't contradict the word of God, and anything that contradicts the word of God is not from God mm-hmm. because God doesn't change. Right. So if you know your word, you can hold it up to that. Yes. And the Bible is absolutely full of battle talk. You're right. It is full that. of mm-hmm. fighting talk, mm-hmm. and that's why I always give us a few examples. It was always, for me, it's always been one of those things. And when I was in the military, when I was in law enforcement, and as a trainer in law enforcement and dealing with things, even as a, as a pastor now, I think about these things. And a lot of times, um, Christianity has been kind of feminized. Yes. And so some men claim that it's really not for them because mm-hmm. it's touchy-feely. Uh, whoa, back up. This is the God of David. Mm-hmm. This is the God of Samson. Of Michael the Archangel. This is this is this is a battle God. And, yeah. And if you read the Psalms, all the Psalms, mm-hmm. David is praising God, but so many of them David is talking about how God is his fortress, is his strength. Psalm one forty four one. Blessed be the Lord my rock who teaches my hands to fight and my fingers to make war. Mm-hmm. That is Something you can grab a hold of. Mm-hmm. Joshua one nine. Mm-hmm. Have you not heard? Have I not said? Mm-hmm. Have you not been told? Stand Be strong still. and courageous. Yeah. I am always with you. Yeah. You know, Paul talks about putting on the armor of battle. There is a lot of stuff here where we are not meant to armor be... Of God. The armor of God. Yeah. We are not meant to be punching bags for Satan. You know, in any way, shape, or form, no, we're meant to be defending and fighting and and making it actively resisting, I'm not passively think, right, resisting. Right, but I'm thinking, I can't think of one wishy-washy story in the Bible. No. this That was just a cultural thing that has happened. Yes. It's not biblical. But here, no. I want to, if you know, the first time we see Satan is in Genesis 3, in the Bible, chronologically, you know, if you go from the first page we see satan in the form of serpents and i just want to show okay remember he's the father of lies so he even when he talks to eve he even asks his questions with lies mm-hmm. so he's so crafty here so i want to read this uh, genesis 3 and now the serpent 
who is Satan in here, was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God has made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, has God said you shall not eat from any tree of the garden? Already he's planning to lie about God. He's getting her to a place where she has to defend God, which we don't ever have to defend God. And the woman said to the serpent, From the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat, but from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said you shall not eat from it or touch it, lest you die. So she, she's actually saying what God actually said to her. But actually he didn't even say, God never said you couldn't touch it, ever. He just said don't eat it. So she, what we do, this is from Jane's perspective, she added an extra rule, and we do that in, in churches at times, in religion, we add an extra rule. Well, God says you shouldn't lie, and you shouldn't say things like such and such. Like, we tack on things. So she tacked on something there. And the serpent said to the woman, You surely shall not die. For God knows that in the day, now he thinks he's talking for God. Mm. So throughout his exchange with this with Eve, and then also with, with Adam, he never speaks directly to Adam, but Adam's right there while she's having this conversation with Satan. Um, he's disparaging God's character. He's trying to make us look like we're missing out on something. Mm-hmm. Like, And I think even when I was thinking about all of this, I think the victim mentality and entitlement mentalities, they have all their roots in sin with Satan. You know, we can be a victim of a crime, but that doesn't mean we're victims as far as in life. And, and, and when we feel like we deserve something, we don't deserve anything. You know, I mean, God has graciously given us the opportunity to have salvation but we're sinners and sinners are um destined for hell that's what if if you have even had one stray thought one tiny sin it looks like nothing no big deal to anyone else your destination is hell because that's what you deserve so i mean we don't deserve anything right but um but i i i agree with that and i think also we have to remember that um the concept of this spiritual battle that we are involved in. Mm-hmm. Now, whether you, I remember when we were in Somalia, and there was a situation where a bunch of engineers uh, hit an IED, mm-hmm. and the Tenth uh, Mountain um, helicopters came in, mm. and there was a man named General Steele was in charge. Oh, come at him! And they came in and with the helicopters fought off the guys that were attacking them and they Mm -hmm. came out and there was a reporter that said, but weren't there civilians around? What about the innocent bystanders? And he said, there are no bystanders in a battlefield. We can't be bystanders in a battlefield. The battle is going on. Mm -hmm. You cannot just say, I'm just going to sit here and watch. Yeah. Or I'm going to sit here and, and ignore it. And maybe if I put my head in a bucket, nobody will see me. Like, if like just, our kids did when they were kids, remember? Mm-hmm. They put a bucket over their head and say, you can't see me. Mm-hmm. Because I can't see them doesn't mean... Because I don't acknowledge the fact that that battle's going on does not mean I'm not in a battle. Well, plus, if you if you have that kind of situation, and people, maybe they're not actively doing anything physically, but they're watching, well, then they're allowing this battle to continue. They're allowing evil to triumph so that... Again, tell me, was it Winston Churchill says the only thing evil has... The only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. Right. right. And our battle is in the spiritual realm. And our battle is personal. 
Um, yeah, we also have to remember so. that it is we're battling Satan in our own lives, mm-hmm. in your own life. That's where you need to focus your battle on. Mm-hmm. Is identifying the threats, identifying the attacks, identifying what's coming at you, and identifying the tools and and the gifts that you have from God to fight that off. Because mm-hmm. like James four seven says, submit yourselves to therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Mm-hmm. Some people give him too much credit. Right. Oh, I want to say Too that, much power. Yes. Because if, if, if we're on God's side, we, we will always win against him. Right. Because we have God. But the funny thing, well, not funny, but interesting, in Genesis 3, okay, so God speaks after they commit the sin and eat the fruit. And God uh, brings upon the, the, the woman says, well, the serpent deceived me. And then the man says, well, the woman you gave me, God, um, she gave from the tree and ate. The the serpent doesn't say anything. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. He He lets them take care of it themselves. Well, yeah, but (laughs) my point is he he was just there to mess with them. And his messing was victorious. And he he got the job done. He didn't really care. He doesn't care what God thinks of him. I mean, he's already cursed, you know, so then he went away. But another thing in Luke 4... Um, Luke 4, 3, uh, and this is during when the the temptation in the desert or the wilderness with Jesus. The devil said to Jesus, if you're the son of God, tell the stone to become bread. The devil often will try to get us to prove ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't know who you are. you got to prove yourself. Like, go out and make a name for yourself. They don't think you're worth anything. You prove to them. And Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone. And if we, Jesus used the word of God, we need to use the word of God. Right. If Christ, Christ in defending himself against the temptations of of Satan, used the word of God, that should be enough for us. Yeah. We also have to remember that we can't do this on our own. We cannot defend ourselves in a way. We're never going to be strong enough. We're never going to be able to handle things. Um, uh, Jude 1, 9 says, but when the angel, Archangel Michael contending with the devil with disputing about the body of Moses he did not presume to pronounce a blasphemous judgment, but said, The Lord rebuke you. Mm-hmm. Michael, the archangel Michael did not say, I rebuke you. Mm-hmm. And we should not be saying, I rebuke you. I push you back. I, I, I. Because once we go into that, we're going to fail. How right. many people have tried, and I myself, have tried to do it on our own strength? And it just, it, it will fail. You cannot do this in your own strength. It and will fail. You have to keep God's word in the for- You need, please. These days are getting weirder and weirder. And I, you know, I don't know if this means we're, we are in the last days, but I don't know how long this is going to last. But um, if you don't know the word of God, you're going to stumble bad and you could really, really fall because um, I'm back to the temptation of Christ or chapter 4 in Luke, uh, he tries to get Jesus to take shortcuts to reach his goal. So he said, uh, the devil said to him, I will give you all, okay, and, and the devil led Jesus up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, I will give you all this domain and its glory, for it has been handed over to me. I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you worship before me, it shall be all yours. And Jesus answered and said, it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. So in the end of time, whenever it says every knee will bow, every tongue profess that Jesus Christ is Lord. 
And Jesus knows that. And the devil is trying to say, hey, we could bypass all this junk. Let's just get to the very end. And, and, and of course, he was lying. I mean, I don't think he would ever have done that anyway. But I think when we are also in ministry, and all of us, if you're a believing Christian and you're serving God, then you are in ministry, whether it's ministry at your work. You know, it's whatever, wherever we go, the Spirit goes. So, if you have a temptation to take shortcuts, like maybe fudge it a little and not do it God's way, but you still will get, you know, a great result in the end, or so you think, don't do it. That's a ploy from Satan, too. Well, and that, People again, have fallen. It comes, it comes full circle again with this, mm-hmm. don't rely on your own strength, because yeah. you do not have that strength. God gives you strength. God is your strength. Um I'm going to do the Ephesians 6 thing here real okay, quick. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Because, uh, because Paul, in writing to the Ephesians, when he talks about the armor of God, he is talking about the armor to fight against Satan. Mm-hmm. He says, Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the ruler's authorities, against the great cosmic powers of, of this over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. I, I just think about that. Against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness. Mm-hmm. That's where we are right now. We are mm-hmm. in the darkness. Mm-hmm. That's because that's who is in charge of the earth right now. Yeah. And we know if you go into Revelation, Satan is mentioned more in Revelations than anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And it's all mentioned the fact that he loses there and right. how Praise he loses God. and how he fights and how he does occasionally win mm-hmm. individuals, but he does not win the war. Mm-hmm. He wins battles. Yeah, he does win battles. He wins battles, but he doesn't win the war. So it says, therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the, withstand in the evil day and having done all stand firm. And that, that imagery in my head comes up about, you know, this spiritual battle so that you will be, able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. So mm-hmm. when it's all over, you're still standing. When mm-hmm. the battle is done, you're still standing. Mm-hmm. Think about a giant battlefield and the chaos and the intensity and all the stuff that's going on in a battle, in a, in a war as it's going on around you. And then when it stops and it's completely over, mm-hmm. God Are wants us to be standing yeah. up. To be standing there. When it's done, we're still there. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the that's the life that we have. That's the life that we brought onto this earth through sin. We brought this here, and now we live in it. And our intention, our our goal, should be to survive it. Mm-hmm. To fight and fight and fight until there's no fighting to be done. Survive and thrive, because Jesus says in John ten, He came that we'd have abundant life. Right, and there's nothing more abundant than being. Um, Doing God's an work, active, yeah, an active soldier for God, an, an active participant in this war, the spiritual war. There is something special about that, and there is something that is, I mean, coming from a background of, again, being in the military and being in law enforcement, there is something special that you gain from being successful in a war. Mm-hmm. You draw closer to those that are around you that are also fighting with you. Mm-hmm. You draw closer to the commander who's in charge of things. You 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 get bet, the best soldiers are the ones that do what the commander says because they trust him and they just follow him. Mm-hmm. 
And our commander, our commander-in-chief is God. And God is telling us to do these things, so you do them. Mm-hmm. And when you do, you get a sense of pride. You get your head, you pick your head up, and there's, there's, that's living abundantly. Mm-hmm. Living abundantly, knowing that I'm at war, and I'm good at it. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. God has given me the tools I need, and mm-hmm. he has got my back, and I don't have to worry about anything. And I remember, clarify, that mm-hmm. it's not against people. No. The people who are being used by Satan don't even know it. And and it, sometimes we believers are used by him. And so, is oh, I forgot to put the do not disturb. I want to read a, a, Matthew 27, 1 through 10. And this is what I wrote about it. This is about Judas. It says, the devil hates humanity, mainly because God loves us so much. Mm. He will use whoever he can and then condemn them. He blinds us. And then once we are used by him, often our eyes are open and we see what we've actually done. And then, so I want to read about Judas here. And this is after Peter, this is in Matthew 27, right prior to this in, in the chapters. Uh, Peter had just denied Jesus three times and he it says, uh, and Peter went out and went bit bitterly. Now, when morning had come, and this is the morning of what would be our Good Friday, the day Jesus is crucified, all the chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And they bound him and led him away and delivered him up to Pilate the governor. Then when Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that he had been condemned, he felt remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. But they said, What is that to us? See to that yourselves. And he threw the yourself, and he threw the pieces of silver into the sanctuary and departed. And he went away and hanged himself. I just that is so tragic, because you know, the night before he betrayed him, these guys, the chief priests and elders and stuff, were like, "Yeah, great, you're wonderful." And then he comes and he realizes, and I think he realizes what he did. That Jesus, this was not what he should have done. Jesus is an innocent man, which we all know. God, man, whatever, and 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 Judas goes and hangs himself because he's in such despair. And I will say, if you find yourself in a situation where you have betrayed a friend, or 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 you've been used by the devil, and your eyes are open and you realize what you've done, don't stay in despair. Just repent and come back to Jesus. That's what you know. It'd be so. Amazing if instead of if he had gone if instead of hanging himself if if he had turned back to Jesus and gone and stood there with John and Mary at the cross and said Jesus I am so sorry what a different story of Judas we would have had right. because Peter did it Peter denied him three times right. but Peter came back right. Judas had that same opportunity of course but he didn't do it so we whatever you know we can sin and we can do like according to the world big sins and there are some sins that are have a lot more tragic outcomes than you know whatever but if we do find ourselves that we've been used by the enemy and our flesh and committed some sin that has really affected those we love so bad oh god gives us the grace to come back yes come back so what if you have to come back bloody on your knees and and scraping you come back to Jesus. You come back, and Jesus will help you reconcile with those you've hurt, and he will reconcile you with himself, and 
he will use anything we give him for his glory. So if there are, if even if you look in your past and let's say you have just come to the Lord and you feel like 10 years of your life has been wasted, maybe whatever, maybe you were doing illegal stuff or something. You know what? Say, God, I give you those 10 years of awful behavior. Please do something with it. And he will. He can't change the past, but he can, he can transform it so that we can look back on it and go, wow. Look what God did with all that. Right. You know, that is the amazing thing. So he almost does change the past in a sense. I mean. I think in the end, I guess we're getting kind of towards the end here. Yeah, I'm sorry. Probably off the tracks. No, that's all right. I, I think it's fine. I think in the end, I think what we always have to remember is that, you know, we're we're talking about watch for these things that Satan's doing for you. We also have to remember, in the end, that God wins. Yes, that's the end, and in and our our challenge, our goal, um, and all this kind of stuff is that we are meant to be conquerors. We are meant to be conquerors with Him, and we are supposed to pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, gentleness, and fight the good fight mm-hmm. of faith. Mm-hmm. Just because like to please him. Yeah. Why would we be afraid of the loser? Right. Yeah. Why, the, why be afraid of the loser? Eventually he gets you thrown in the lake happening. of fire and he's gone. You know what's happening. So yeah. why be, you know, in Revelations. Uh, Revelation. Revelation. Everybody wants I to put know. an S on it. You Revelation, know what Revelation 17, 14. They will make war on the Lamb, and the Lamb will conquer them, for He is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, Mm -hmm. and those with Him are called and chosen and faithful. Mm. When all is done, Mm -hmm. stand. Amen. When all is done, stand. Yeah. God bless. Hey, thanks for listening. Hey, also, by the way, you already know this because you read this. This was our 80th episode. It is the 80th episode. That's pretty cool. We're still going along. What are we going to do when we get to 100? Let's do something special. I don't know, but we were going to do that when we got to 1,000 downloads and yeah. we didn't do anything then. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But we're saving up to make it really special. Yeah, really special. Okay. Who knows? Hey, God bless. And hey, happy Thanksgiving. Happy well, Thanksgiving, everyone. We'll probably That'll do one be before week, Thanksgiving, but, but that's okay. All right. Bye. God bless. It's coming. <laughs>